Slice Audio. So I'm sitting sitting here in the Home Slice podcast studio on a uh, nice Saturday afternoon. And in this studio, there's a giant whiteboard. And on that whiteboard, for some reason, there is a drawing of Joe Klein, one of our digital experts, riding a shark. I really like that about this company. <laughs> All right, welcome to it. This is the book of Murdoch. I just kind of talk for a while about whatever I've got scratched out on a piece of paper, at least today. And uh, if this is your first episode, you're in for a special treat. Today is my 40th birthday, and I jot down some thoughts about what it feels like to turn 40, and that's kind of what I guess we'll do on this episode. Goddamn starting the back nine, you know? I tried to look up interesting things that happened on this on January 23rds. The most famous one I think I can find was there's this giant Chinese earthquake in 15-something or other that killed like 800,000 people. So there's that and me. That's what you get. Also, it, this was the day that John Wilkes Booth was baptized, so thanks a lot, Jesus. <laughs> oh shit speaking of we'll get to all the 40 year old stuff um speaking of jesus i i got real sucked into this show called american gods it's on stars which i'm you probably a lot of you don't have but holy shit get it it's it's worth i don't give i don't know what stars cost it's it's just there but like it's okay the premise without ruining anything and giving away any you know i talked about this a little bit last episode i know but i'm doubling down on it it's there's this epic war between old gods and new gods and old gods being you know old african gods and old european gods and slavic gods and and new gods are more technology and the media and your cell phone and globalization and and that as as I say that, I know it sounds boring as shit, but they got real deal actors in it. Ian McShane is in it, and he's awesome in everything. And he play, I I can't I can't even talk about it without ruining anything. It's just it's ballsy statement. The best show I've seen in quite some time. I think it's in the middle of the third season right now, which is infuriating. And I know back in the good old days when we all grown up, right? So like you'd have to watch it you know on friday nights or whatever it is and i get that but we've all got accustomed to the binge now now i'm at to this point where the show where it's i can't wait for sunday but it's bringing me back a little bit i like that a little bit also i'll say this you cannot there are shows we all kind of have our phone or a, or a tablet or whatever in front of us not all of us but the average household has while the television is going on 2.7 other devices that are operating that it might be more than that now that might be an old statistic but i'm on the dartboard of being pretty correct there so like everyone's scrolling on their phone or you're tindering or you're facebooking or you're instagramming or you're yelling at ted because he's a fucking trump supporter or, you know you're yelling at somebody because they think 
climate change isn't real, all that shit you're distracted about, but you got a television show going on that you think you like. You can't. This is why I like this show, and this is why I'm bringing it up again. It is not a show you can have your phone going on and know everything that's happening. You will have to rewind it and rewind it and rewind it in a really great way. It makes you, you really got to take it all in a little bit. A lot of Easter eggs, a lot of, oh shit, that's right, I know who that is. Gets into your, if you love kind of faith debates, I think you'd like that. There's a certain type of crazy that likes that. I don't mean that in a crazy way. It's just a real fascinating show. I, I'm sucked in, man. Um, what else do we want to do before we... Let's just get into 40. So I'm 40. Oh, before that, I should do sponsors. If, uh, if, if you are entertained at all by this episode, then you can support my sponsors. I have two of them right now. You can go to MurdochJones.com, click on the book VIP link, and you can get yourself a giant discount on your next international vacation. And listen, man, I just spend the entire week in our state's capital and pier with the South Dakota Tourism Conference. And expert after expert will tell you, travel fixes everything. Not right now. I know with the coronavirus, we got to get our way through this a little bit. But the viruses are coming and, like, we're going to get back to this quicker than you think. And you know what's going to fix a lot of shit? The travel industry just got murdered. So you don't even have to travel to anywhere international. You just go. You If you're listening to this from outside of the area, get yourself a nice ticket to South Dakota. And I would encourage you to enjoy the Black Hills. See Mount Rushmore. See Crazy Horse. It fucking holds up, man. It's great. Travel. It gets rid of bigotry. It gets rid of alienation. Travel unifies. Right now, what sounds better than that? There. Sorry about that. I had a little make a quick microphone adjustment. Anyways, travel a little bit. Travel here. Travel there. You want to save a boatload on some international travel, go to MurdochJones.com. There's a book VIP link. Save like 85%. <clears throat> also, go to Onnit.com slash Murdoch. O-N-N-I-T dot com. Is it O N N I T T? Whatever on it is.com. However, oh, pull it up. I don't have my laptop in front of me, so I never have my ad notes. Oh, it's just the worst. I'm just the worst at this part of it. O N N I T dot com slash Murdoch. I think you save 15% on your first order right now. I suggest the Alpha Brain. Um, there's all kinds of stuff on there, though. Um, boom, 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 boom. So I'm 40. Happy birthday to me. You know, mostly it feels fine. Like I did, I will admit to a sense of dread about it upcoming. And like, you know, with, uh, you know, I don't know what the parties and that kind of stuff. And that's not a deflection of any sort. I just, I generally, you know, I have my own podcast talking to strangers in a room by myself. I have no problem gaining attention. I don't feel the need for extra, you know, whatever's. <laughs> so I was kind of, you know, I didn't want any of that shit. But like for the most part, like here's there's 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 good good and bad. Like it doesn't I don't feel any different obviously because you never do. But I've been feeling 40 or thinking about this date for some months now. 
So I don't think it's like a switch flips. Like you're just, you know, you're forced into feeling and thinking some things. And generally, you know, like there's dumb stress, like your hair and your fucking, you know, any of that. But like for the most part, it feels pretty fine. I feel a sense of urgency, like professionally and personally, I feel there's clear deadlines, timelines, or maybe is a better word than deadlines. But there, you can, I can see, not the finish line, but like you know, there's an acceptance of you got to get the fuck after it. But I, I like that stress. I feel that's my, that's I strive on. I eat that shit for breakfast. I, that's what makes you. I feel like. So it do, that's, that type of stress, I think, is good and healthy. It doesn't bother me. I'm generally excited about that. Also, though, I feel like I'm on a, we're up, I'm a, you know, it's going to be a pretty fucking good run. You know what I mean? Like, I'm feeling excited about the next 5 to 10 to 20 to 30 to 40 to 90, however long we live when we get to be, you know, whenever, with the medicine that we have. But generally speaking, outside of dumb stuff like, my, you know, I'm to the age where you got to check ear hair. That's a str- I don't like that. You know what I mean? But like, that's you can't do anything about that. But I'm not hitting forty with like, God damn! I wish I you couldn't pay me the nine hundred and fifty million dollars that dipshit just won in the Powerball or whatever to get me to go back to twenty. I don't. I'm not looking into forty. I was worried about that. I would get back to you know. I get to hear and be like, God damn it, I wish I had another swing at all that. I've got regrets, you've got regrets, we've got all of that. But I don't, I mostly, I don't know, it's an education and and payment, for lack of a better term, for the good run that I feel like I'm about to be on. And if that doesn't work out, you know, that's just more payment. That's how that shit works. That's, that's the vibe I'm in right now. Like, all right, so we can be a little shitty for a little longer than you wanted it to be. You just got to keep going. I got a lot to be thankful for. So I don't get to really bitch about any of that. But I'm generally hitting 40 at a night, like at a great pace, if that makes sense. And I have no, like, there's no, there's no, I've got no midlife crisis. I feel like I've already done a bit of a midlife crisis. Like, I, you know, I tried to learn Brazilian jiu jitsu. That was, and I, I rode a bull, and, you know, was was fairly reckless for, for law you know what i mean like i did all i don't feel i don't feel like there's no i've got there ain't one inch of me that's like fucking sports car let's do it oh, i need you know what i need right now a fucking hummer no i don't i ain't got an inch of that shit in me no i can't you know you're gonna see me at some chamber event with some 21 year old I got no fucking, no way. Get out of here with that bullshit. Or like, you know, I'm so stressed out about the dumb shit. Like I, you know, all of a sudden I show up at work with like black dyed hair. No, I lost that battle years ago. I look like Carl from up fucking dig it or don't. What can I do about it? Uh, (laughs) I am setting some i have i've spent the morning i've spent the day for the most part just contemplating what i want my professional and personal 
goals to be. And and like so that part of it's been kind of fun. Like I'm one of the things when you're so I've been, you know, my jobs have been adhered to me being, you know, out and about a lot and on the microphone a lot. And that requires a, a level of selfishness um, that to be good at things like this, you miss some things, especially when I was, I think, you know, when my children were a little younger, I was terribly selfish as a parent and not in giving enough time to them. But I like this and not, not in a, I didn't put cigarettes in their arm or anything. And I coach football and shit. I'm not saying I was the worst, but you know, I, I feel like there's a level of, parenting where you generally really excel at and i believe it's about to be the next five to ten year run where i you know where we i work at a company called home slice media one of the things we do is manage artists and talent and we're good at it um and especially if the talent is filled with potential and ability and i feel like i've got a personal version of that happening with my it's a great feeling to have that part, I spent most of my day thinking about that, actually, and that is why I'm feeling generally pretty fucking great about turning 40. That, that's, a, that's a great driver. And it's and like, I'll be good at that. I know I'm, I can be you know reasonable about pros and cons and, and open to new ideas and, okay, if this is your passion, how do we make you the best at it? That feels exciting. And then, you know, like, generally speaking, I believe I've set myself a bit of a goal. I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud because it just sounds so unreasonable. But I feel like I can do a lot of good. Um, I believe the Republican Party is at a crossroads. And I'm in a position to do something about it on such a tiny, minuscule level in the little area that we live in. I'm, that's tangible. That's a tangible goal with great benefits because it's important. Because you know we got to figure some shit out here in the next eight years of how we can't live like we can't continue like this. It's disgusting. So I, you know, that sounds maybe that's my sports car. That sounds fucking insane, but achievable. I think because it takes a long time. And you don't get everything you want right away. So you got to chip at it and chip at it. I'm persistent enough for that. And I'm getting, you know, you don't got to win. It's not enough to be right. You don't have to win all the time. That's what a fucking moderate means. I think there's a lot of people calling themselves moderate right now because they want to separate themselves from something that is Trumpy. A moderate means you understand you don't get everything you want, but you can listen to both sides. That's There's a fucking giant need for that right now. I believe I can hear all your bullshit and get you to filter out some of your bullshit. <laughs> and like, I, you know, we work, we're, it's media and entertainment. There's a lot of shit to be done there. So professionally, I've got fun goals that are, you know, a little loon, but I believe, you, you know, gotta, gotta, can't swing high. Want to find smarter rooms to be in too? Like I'm at that age, right? I learned I didn't learn this in high school. Younger people who are I I can't imagine any high school kids listen to this. But first off, tell your parents you do. You should make sure they're okay with it. But then hear me here. 
you got to make sure you're in some smarter rooms. I didn't spend enough time doing that. So, like, now that I'm at 40 again, it's not like that lesson stops. So that doesn't mean I want to stop hanging out with people that I love. But I'm in a – I'm. there's no way to say this without sounding like an asshole. I feel like from time to time, I generally speaking can be one of, not the, all due respect, the smarter people in the room. Well, you can't be that way forever. Otherwise, you're just dumb. So you got to get in some smarter rooms. There's the other thing I try to go for myself. I like tomorrow. I'm not going to say I'm going to try to join Mensa. I'm still generally dumb. You don't have to find a lot of... I don't have to look that far for some smarter rooms. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's what 40 feels like. I did... Like, I went out... Had a little treat yourself day. Bought some new house plants. Well, I've been killing a lot of plants because it turns out... So I've been getting into plants, right? Which is fun. I give them a name. You know, nice little hobby. It's a challenge. You get to learn about it. Again, trying to put yourself in smarter rooms. And I learn about plants a little bit. Well, I've been killing a lot of them is the thing. So it gets to be an expensive hobby when you're going back to the fucking greenhouse every three weeks. <laughs> so I'm trying to learn faster. But, you know, you're going to kill a few on your way to learning how to do it. So I'm giving another lime, lime plant. Bought myself a lime plant today. Razor Limone. That was the first one that died. Although I might have pulled the plug on it a little bit too soon because I've got a Rex Begonia that's been renamed Terry Shivo because it's just a little chunk of... I thought it was a goner, but I kept watering it. Now I'm seeing like root movement. So now i got to keep feeding it water once a week. You know, just like on life support, see if Terry Shivo can pull through. Yes, I named my plants. Well, if you name them and give them a bit of a story, then it helps me remember to keep track of them and water them. <laughs> because every time I don't, I forget about them, and then they die. So if you give them a, you know, for those of you wanting to get into the plant hobbyist game, I suggest giving them a, you know, you don't have to write a book about them and give them a voice. But, or have a couple bourbons and give them a backstory and give them a voice. It's kind of fun. That's what I bought for my 40th birthday. Plants and medicine for the bulldog. Yes, that's right. For those of you that are, uh, I'm sure, just completely cliffhangered from the last episode of what is happening with Francis the bulldog, is now I'm buying everything I can find that stops leaks from places you don't want to leak. Fucking probiotics and vitamins and fiber and diapers. That's right. Having an old bulldog is like having a baby. You slap some diapers on there because there's smells coming out of holes that you can't get on your couch. That is, generally speaking, what it's like to own an old bulldog. Worth it. I'm not, I mean, it's not ideal, sure. But like, you know, you can't just, what do you do? You just can't throw the bulldog outside. You got an old dog. I'm going into that em empty nester phase, though, with my boys being, you know, they're about to go on in life. So a good old bulldog project will keep me distracted from being pretty sad about that. I'm noticing my music taste is getting a little I was so I got locked into this. Uh, uh, there's a song from the band called The Head and the Heart called Rivers and Roads. I'll put it on the Book of Murdoch Spotify playlist. And it's real, you know, not there ain't a drum to be found in that some bitch. And, uh, and it's, you know, 
it's a little it's not it's actually not depressing song at all it's a great song because it's it's one day you're gonna see each other again but it's a little bit it makes me feel like uh the your last year of college when you realize you're not gonna see your friends like you see your friends because the very next year you got to go you know there's no more upside down margarita parties you got to go be an adult and 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 i'm having a parental high school version of that when i hear that song so i know and then every you know watching them at pep band trying not to tear up a little bit gets real emotional empty nester kind of stuff i'm realizing it gotta be healthy about it you gotta you know work through that shit that's healthy I'm going to distract myself a little bit with an old bulldog and her leaky asshole. <laughs> uh, oh, I guess, you know, I, I don't know if this is midlife crisis or if it's just what you do when, you, when you're single. I uh, guess I did get back on the dating app thing a, a day or so ago. So that's new. That's a, it's, I, it's real superficial, but, and I, I know every, I like the cool thing you're supposed to say is be like, oh, they're dumb, but blah, blah, blah. They're not really, they're kind of, they're interesting as shit. I think the whole thing's fascinating. It's, it's, it's insane. Like, okay, ladies, let's talk about some dating app things for you. Okay. You fellas listening to this, send this, send this episode to your single friends. Tell them to fast forward through all the 40 bullshit because they don't know who I am yet. But, like, lock it in right around where we're at right here, okay? This is where – this is – and, it, it like, ladies, for the love of Jesus Christ, no one likes to hike this much. I just – I refuse to believe it. I just – I can't. I just can't. That's all you goddamn see is hiking and hiking and hiking and hiking. Nobody likes to hike that much. I like the occasional hike. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I will say the last time I went hiking, I, I, I had a fucking riot. It was a blast. So I did like it more than I thought I was going to like it. But still, hiking is not fucking, it's, uh, I've never seen so much hiking in, out of one social media or application. Give the dial the hiking back a little bit. I know we live in a hiking extravaganza, smorgasbord or whatever out here in the in the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota. Well, I get that, but it's just it seems like it's a lot of hiking, which I'm just not that interested in. I'm not totally uninterested in it, but I'm certainly not as interested as it seems like the rest of you are. Oh, let's do this, too. This is an interesting psychological thing I'm noticing, to get a little real for a second. I see a lot of, like, you know, my 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 little princess is my life, and no one comes in front of her, and, and nothing's more important, so don't even try. You see a lot of that, and I have to tell you how unhealthy that reads. Not, I mean, I get in these dating apps, you have to, you have to, I suppose, say, you know, you got to like, well, you know, I'm a proud father of two almost grown ding-dongs. Like, okay, I get you got to say that. But can I give you a male rebuttal? I don't believe there's a person on earth that is trying, in fact, to get in front of your relationship between you and that loudmouth princess you call your kid. It's you... 
It's <laughs> it's not being offered, I don't think. So maybe just leave that bullet in the in the gun instead of shooting it. It just you just you just look like it's gonna like I don't know. I mean, to each their own, and that's what these apps are about, I suppose. Is there's an ice cream flavor for every tongue, but every time I see, and nothing gets in front of my relationship with little Schmooky Poo, I just think you're fucking unreasonable. <laughs> I mean, so that's that's what I've learned a day in is it's mostly just me assuming. How unreasonable you are. I don't have a lot of time for unreasonableness right now. Um, I will say this, though. The, so, on the, on, what's the one, what's the hookup one? Tinder. The, so, you know, the thing about Tinder, when you live in a rural area, and listen, I know no dude's supposed to admit this, but, like, let me just be real, and every dude has done this, because it's kind of fun. So, like, you get through, you have a, if you don't know anything about these dating apps, you're, like, the last person on earth who hasn't done it. So, you pick a, you know, this is from this young to this old and this geography and boom to boo. And then you swipe left and swipe right. And I can't believe I have to explain this, but just in case I'm explaining it. Okay. So, you get through your age that you, you know, would reasonably go out on a drink date with or whatever, right? And then that ends because it just ends because there's just, there's not that many people out here. And so you whack it up to, like, 65 and see what's there, right? Uh, um, a word of cautionary advice to you uh, big-haired 50-year-old pluses. Just maybe bring it back about 20% squirrely 50-year-olds. It's, 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 re- it's real aggressive. It's fucking entertaining to read, but it's real aggressive. <laughs> There's there's a lot of like, you know, my ex-husband Steve was a son of a bitch and now I just got my training wheels off and it's time to find some young gentlemen. But like, I guess I'll say this. If there's some lonely 28-year-old on a Tuesday afternoon and fucking, you know, Carol <laughs> gets him in a moment of weakness and invites him, you know, just kind of looks like Peg Bundy, you know, and, Tits are all popped up because they don't need to be, but that's what you used to do back in 83 or whatever, you know, and got that old Aquanet out and everything's real tall and big and holy shit. And, and Chad, the fucking construction guy, it's been a while. You can see the whole thing kind of happening. Let me tell you, Chad, though, if she invites you, like, you know, <laughs> invites you over for the fucking bacon wrapped water chestnuts, it's going to get weird. But if you accept the invite, you got to, you know, if you hang around to eat bacon wrapped water chestnuts, you got to stay for dessert because you don't want to be rude. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know why it's so funny. I'm just picturing this like, you know, the the day that young man's life changed when (laughs) smelling of menthol cigarettes and fucking some creme de menthe ice cream drink. Carol showed him some moves that haven't been used since the early 80s. That's how that shit gets passed on. Good for you, Carol. Good luck to you. I am... uh, 
I don't think I'm what you're looking for. There is an element of like, I'll say this. I grew there. So I grew up in a, in a pre, like I grew up with the internet. Like I didn't have internet at all. So it went from imaginary friend to dial up to, you know, DSL to broadcast high speed. And so I've evolved with the internet. So there is an element of when you get on these fucking dating apps of age, like, yeah, I don't know. I like I don't speak emoji, you know what I mean? But the nice thing about dating apps is it's it's a it's a I don't know, there's a there's a curiosity to it. I find it's interesting. But I suppose that's as close as I'm going to be able to get to a midlife crisis. I mean, make no mistake. I hit like I hit a if I, what's the big Powerball things tonight? Like, if I smoke that thing tonight, we're going to do some ridiculous shit. But that would chalk that more up to being, you know, um, instantly rich and stupid than I would a midlife crisis. But I suppose when you have that kind of money, you can wade into some midlife crisis territory. But a sports car and, like, a dumb young girlfriend, that's not my speed. That's, I, don't, I don't envision that, you know. But, like... The most epic Vegas week ever. Or maybe let's go to one of them super Vegas Chinese casinos. Let's get after it. I don't think that'll probably happen. But if it does, you know, let's do it. Oh, my God. I'll be so rich. I can just do this show and nothing else. I don't give a shit. I can have three listeners. (laughs) It won't matter. I'll just do this. (laughs) That's not true. I wouldn't. I would like to say, I, you know... Quit your job, buy an island, all that stuff. Travel, travel, travel. I'm sure I'd do a healthy bit of that stuff, but I don't know, man. I don't. I need to. I need a. I need a. I gotta work. I have no concept of retirement. Now that I'm here at 40 years old, I I have. I don't know. This American spirit was raised on work hard, work young, get through it till you're, you know. Till you, till you till you till you're done retire i don't understand that model i'm a, i'm a i i fit in more in the millennial side of that i don't and i know there's downsides to it none of us save any money there's no retirement we're fucked on our spending and you're right on a lot of that stuff but i can't you hear these stories where you you work until you're 65 and then you just golf and you don't matter anymore and it's like that about schmidt movie and that's my nightmare fuck that i got to go I want to die in a pitch. Not in a pitch, but like on a deal. You know what I mean? On a project or a show or a concert or a production. Like you got a team and they're all working hard and the, and everything's got to be right and the weather's got to be there and the band's got to be awesome and, and everything's got to be in just the right place and you just get your teeth kicked in a lot of times. When it works, it works. That's a great energy. When you understand that, I, you can make it in, in the, especially in the company we work for, because it's a lot of like-minded people like that. I don't, I don't. Who wants to give that up? Especially like I'm not swinging a sledgehammer. It's not like I'm back in the packing plant. Once once your back gives out, you gotta, you know, you gotta go work in an office. Or I don't have a real like an actual job that matters, like a cop or a doctor or a you know electrician or a plumber. Like those guys, act, you know what I mean? Like you gotta be done with that sometime. I get that. All I gotta do is yap. And no one's been able to shut me the fuck up yet. So apparently I'm just going to do it till I can't anymore. 
Welcome to it. 40 years old. Uh, um, I don't know if I'm going to go the whole time here. What's shaking in the world? We can do a little news. Boy, the Bernie meme. I mean, you know, I, like here's the thing about the Bernie meme. It's like it was it was the unifying meme we needed because people hate Bernie and people love Bernie and it didn't matter because here's this old grump with his hands crossed with some fucking grandma's homemade mittens on and <laughs> didn't really probably want to be there. And the and, and like it was it was the meme that both sides needed to put your guns back in your holsters and give Joe Biden a couple of days to fucking at least get going. God bless you, Bernie Sanders. Wouldn't thought I'd ever say that before. Oh, shit. Larry King died, too. 80, what was he, 87? Larry King. Man, that guy interviewed everybody. How long did that dude host that show? Like he was one of he was a radio guy. I think this this is you might have to Wikipedia some of this. I'm gonna be off. Here's my I don't know shit about Larry King. Larry King obituary. He I want to say he's, he do, was doing radio in like Miami. And when CNN got started, Ted Turner tried to do this call in show with him, and that was like. 80 million years ago. He did that show for ever. I mean, he was born in like the 30s, dude. And then wasn't he he was married, I better just Wikipedia this from my phone here. Didn't he get married 800 times? Oh yeah, okay. This guy, this is like listen to how gangster Larry King is, man. Born in 33, married Frida Miller in 1952, got divorced a year later. Married Annette K in 61, got divorced in 61, then married Aline Atkins in 1961. That one made it two years to 1963, then remarried her in 67, and that made it to 72. Then, um, wait a minute, was he married to a couple of women twice? Because then it says Mickey Sutfin married 63, divorced in 67. Oh, no, she was in... Okay, so he married Aline Atkins in 61, divorced her in 63, married Mickey Sutphin in 63, divorced her in 67, remarried Aline Atkins, divorced in 72, made it four years single in the 70s. That's the four years Larry King doesn't want in any books whatsoever. I guarantee goddamn to you. But then married Sharon Lepore in 76, and then... Divorced her in 83, did another few years. <laughs> I bet that, that 80s, I bet the 80s three, four years were a lot harder for uh, old Larry than the 70s three, four years. <laughs> Nothing quite works as right. A little older. Of course, famous as shit and all kinds of money. Probably didn't bother Larry King one inch, did it? Uh, let's see. Then married Julie Alexander. Holy shit. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight marriages. God damn, Larry. Eight times to seven women. Good for you, Larry. Well, rest in peace, my friend. Um... <laughs> You read that like 
Married eight times to seven women. That can you can do that. There's two ways to do that. You can do that from the trailer, and it's a hard, miserable, miserable life filled with DUIs and crime. Or you can do it if you're uber rich like Larry King. There's no way you can't reasonably do it. Like you can't make you can't be middle class and do that because you'll end up in the trailer. So that's how you get there. You know what I mean? Like seven divorces. I don't give a shit how good you are at the fucking steel plant. Seven divorces will bring any man down. But if you're Larry King and you're worth a bajillion, whatever, you can ride that out. You know, you don't get you probably don't get the nice apartment that you deserve in uptown Manhattan, but like I bet you get a good brownstone. Don't worry about it. And you were born in the 30s. Shit, if you held on to all of it. <laughs> oh, my God. What did real estate cost? Listen, this is how old Larry King is in a real estate reference. Real estate, 1933 in New York. Okay. Here's the here's the New York Times real estate section. A 1933 um, mm, mm, mm. 1933 New York Times section of the real estate. Oh, it doesn't give me prices. Shit, hold on. This is going to be a lot less interesting if it takes me a while to dig this up. Hold on, hold on. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, this is like a whole book. I don't need the whole book. Just someone, you know, just go give me the thing I'm looking for. Okay. In, in 1933, in the Upper West Side of Manhattan, this uh, 68th Street property was worth $3,500. That and Which sounds like, yeah, in 1933, that's that a shit ton of money. Make no mistake. Like, that's... You had to be rich, rich, rich. But let me tell you what, like $1,933, $3,500 is today. Oh, that's not true. Oh, I'm doing something wrong. That's only 66 Oh, no, yeah, that's right. So like $3,500 is $70,000 today. But... Manhattan real estate. Well, let's just find a let's find a nice let's find a nice apartment downtown. Oh my god, I'm gonna I'm gonna see a bunch of ads for Madison Avenue apartments. <laughs> like, ah, oh, you're gonna waste your money on me. Sorry, guys. This is just for the podcast. Here's a featured property. This is just the first one I pulled up on. This is on East 63rd Street. Oh shit! So roughly the same kind of area I was just talking about. Knowing I don't know shit about New York City, by the way. Um, this is 65 million bucks. That's how long Larry King's been alive. $3,500, $65 million. <laughs> real, I would real loose on all this math, by the way. I kind of went fast on my phone just to make a point. I have no idea if that point's right. Right enough, I'd say. Um, well, that's 40. Um, I have no insight other than, I guess, how it feels pretty good, really. 
but like I'm in a good spot, I guess. So that I, I think you would feel a lot worse about it if I was turning 40 and everything was on fire. I'd probably be a lot more bummed out about turning 40. So, you know, good with the bad. All right, kids, uh, save a bunch on your next vacation. Go to MurdochJones.com. Click on the book VIP link, or you can uh, sponsor or buy something from another sponsor called Onnit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash M-U-R-D-O-C. That is me. That is Murdoch. Save 50% on your first order, plus 10 after every other order, I believe. Um, or if you don't want to buy anything, I don't give a shit. That's fine. But just tell one friend. That's how this thing will grow. Um, no Trumpy stuff. No politics. I'm turning 40, man. I ain't. I don't, I'm not going to spend any inch of my day talking about Donald fucking Trump. It's just over, Johnny. Can we all just move on? Thank you. See you next time. Give this show a rating and. Yeah, that's it. I don't really have any bigger. I was going to try to end with something kind of like, you know, really insightful about turning 40, but like, it's just another fucking day, man. Get to work. I'll see you next time. It's time for the credits. I need to cut some credits. The Book of Murdoch. This has been a Home Slice audio production. This particular credits was recorded in Studio 2A. Executive producer is Mark. (laughs) He's in my cell phone is Mark fucking Houston. (laughs) Executive producers, Mark Houston. Engineering, Chris Jaquez. I think it's Jaquez. I call him Jaquez. And he is certainly the smartest man at Home Slice when it comes to technical abilities. I'm Murdoch. I wrote this uh, photo and videography by Russ Danger Haddon. And all graphic design done by our chief brand officer, Robert Tiberius Henry. See more shows at homesliceaudio.com or check out the homeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening. Give this a like or a share, and you have a great day. Mark has to listen to this, and he's going to be so annoyed, and that tickles my fancy. (laughs) So leave this goddamn piece in.